Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend, the Nepalese. Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the wisest counsel and most fascinating people in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And I'm sure you have heard it said, my friend, that they aren't making any more real estate. Well, just in case you don't think so, cast your eyes around Manhattan or any other city where builders are proving that there's always more rooms at the top and the only thing more sky high than these new swelling towers is the prices. And they're aimed at the individuals of excessive wealth and a desire for elegance. So, What are they buying? And even more intriguing, how do you, as today's real estate agent, employ high technology and high-end charm to deliver what this demanding culture wants? Well, stick with us, because the chariots of fate and clever planning have brought to our studios Luciana Serafovic, founding CEO of Luxian International Realty, who is amazingly adept at placing the plutocracy in penthouses and offices equivalent to their wallets in New York and Florida, in fact, all across the globe. So uh, if you seek the secrets of rising in real estate and learning the fine art of delivering unto clients, pull up your chair and join us for this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined, to make your career thrive and your adventures flourish. Luciana, I'm so glad you could descend from the skyscraping heights of luxury real estate to share with us some of your tips on the latest trends of uh, purveying property. Thank you so much, Bart. I am so glad to be here. Excited to have this opportunity. Oh, very good. Well, now, Luciana, in in the U.S., you know, we there are about one million three hundred thirty-eight. Uh, thousand real estate agents making the five and a half million separate home sales last year and there's some good ones there's a small crew of good ones a few bad ones most mediocre like everything else what does it take to make a really good real estate agent what takes the best ones to the top thank you for the question well i think part of the reason why there are so many agents it's because the entry barrier is very low. So it's very easy to get a real estate license. You really only need to go to school for 75 hours and pass a very easy test. So in order to Uh be the best in the industry, to me is really have the right mindset on being there and helping people and having ethics. I think if you're someone who is getting into the industry because you need money, it may not be right. the best industry to get yourself into because this industry, there's highs and lows. The best way to describe it is like you're in a roller coaster ride. So there are some amazing moments and, you know, we've conquered the world and there's some very, very low moments. And um, if you are desperate, you can't do the right thing for the client. You can't make the right decisions for the client. So, as long as you put the client's needs first, their needs, as if they're a family member and you care about them, you can always succeed in this business. Well, I think that's that's so true. And I think you're, you're right. A lot of people do not see that there's long waits and it's not something that you get into because you're desperate for cash, but you're putting the client first. And I love to hear that. In fact, Luciana, 
since time immemorial, uh, real estate has sort of been the refuge of the very personable entrepreneur. But you came personally to Manhattan from Brazil, barely knowing the language or knowing a little of it, and you knew darn little about New York housing. So just to help all these people who are looking at real estate, what did you say to that first bro- broker who, is, as you put it to me, decided to take a chance on you? How did you sell yourself as someone who would be a good broker? I'm curious. <laughs> I actually didn't have anything that would help me be a great broker. I was very young. I barely spoke English. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about the city. And I heard it was easy to get a real estate license and to be hired by somebody, but it wasn't the case for me because they felt the odds of me succeeding <laughs> was just way too low. And he uh-huh. basically, the manager who was hiring at the time, although it was a referral, a friend of a friend said hire her, he just didn't want to do it. And I basically called him and called him and called him and followed up and emailed him until he just said, I give up. <laughs> just fine. You can start. <laughs> you can start next week. Well, uh, <laughs> well, it's early in the show, but I gotta say, I think we have here now a quill pen moment, and by that I mean, Luzanna has just spoken a timeless business truth, and that is that if you uh, if you keep up and you are persistent and you keep hammering away be, and let your drive uh, fire your persistence, the odds of your success are much, much better. So I'd like you all yes. to dip your pens in the inkwell and scribble that truth down and thank Luciana <laughs> for it. But I, I would like to add, now, I would I, like to add, because there's, yes. there's, a fine, there's a fine line between being persistent and you've got to be careful so you're not annoying, right? And I think the best mm. way is to be respectful but also show your passion. Right. And I think the way I... I transpire that at the time was give me a chance. I know that it's your time that is at stake by hiring somebody that doesn't know what she's doing, but just let me show you what I can do and I will do the right thing and I'm going to do a great job for you. And I think, you know, it's still when you're calling all the time, you've got to be very careful because if you're too persistent, but in a way that you're getting people to be annoyed, you actually can hurt yourself as opposed to helping yourself. So I think yeah, always being kind, being being persistent but kind of respectful at the same time is extremely important. Well done. Well put. Uh, now, you founded Luxane International Realty with a, with really the major chunk of your business uh, dealing in New York. And New York is funny, I know, in the world of real estate. It used to be handled by society matrons like Lady Asta. And and as a result, it's got like its own little world with no multiple listing services. So tell us, just uh, to enlighten us all, how is operating in New York City different? And what does it take to sell in the Big Apple? It is definitely still a very elite environment. And New York City, it's its own monster. And um, in order to be able to break through, someone has to have two things. One, be born in that society and be extremely connected. Or two, you have to work so hard to be able to beat the competition. Because sometimes when you're born into that society, and I wasn't, 
things kind of come to you and you don't have to work hard for it. So sometimes they may lose opportunities because someone else like me shows up and shows up and delivers their promise. So in New York City, it is very different because most parts of the world, there's something called MLS where listings go in there and people have access to it and they share. In New York, there is not such a thing as MLS. But since then, there have been some, you know, aggregators that created technology that is now available for the consumer to find information. As a matter of fact, today, to be an agent, it is much harder because the consumers very often have more information about the property and the neighborhood yeah. than the agents do. So it's, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. it's definitely removing some of the agents' From the business, I I do I don't think we're going out of business, but I think a lot of agents may no longer be able to stay in the business. So uh, I do believe the number of agents will decrease over time. I was interested about that. There are outfits. I was going to ask you is. Uh, is technology going to move the uh, real estate agent the same way it, it, it uh, did away uh, with the travel agent? Uh, it, it's uh, uh, with things like Zillow and so forth. Will everybody be looking, uh, doing doing all this on your own? And you're saying in some some of the low end, yes, but but on the but on the more complex deals, no. I believe. For my clientele, high net worth and sports entertainment clients, those are very, very busy individuals. They don't have the time to be doing any of the research on their own. So I think some segments of the market have been automated, and I do believe that the lower end and the middle market could be disrupted. But I think on the luxury part of the business, those clients – they don't mind paying. They don't mind getting the service. I think in order to be able to get that business, you have to really anticipate the client's, uh, uh, anticipate the client's needs. And, right, anticipate. And, and no, no, no. anticipate the client's needs. I think that's extremely important and exceed their expectations. But most, most importantly, it really is doing everything and anything they need to make their life easy. That's oh, that's so true in so much of business. If you've just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time floats merrily across the tightly overtrod byways of cyberspace, where you may listen and download this and all our episodes by visiting theartoftheceo.com. That's theartoftheceo.com. And as an added avenue, you can also enjoy our shows on C-Suite Radio Station. We're now proud members of uh, C-Suite Radio, where the profitable business solutions you seek lie right within earshot. So just visit uh, all the art, uh, our Art of the CEO episodes on c-suite-radio.com and enjoy. Now, uh, there is a uh, there is a great value you say in making life easier, but uh, Luciana, there is uh, technology is is the double edged sword. Um, you have opened up what uh, in uh, Luxin as a holy um, tech as a holy tech virtual. station. It is it is it's a virtual. <laughs> Uh, realty, realty, and you have an office because the state requires it, 
But um, what? Just give us a couple of the tools that you employ as a virtual office that others might not. Got it. Well, I've been in the real estate industry for 17 years, Bart, and I've seen right. and worked with many, many different companies from small boutique brands all the way to some of the largest real estate companies in the nation. And I've seen everything. And what I realized is that one of the reasons why some of the real estate companies are no longer sustainable is because in the beginning when you were a broker and you own a real estate practice, you used to earn right. anywhere from 70% um, up to minimum 50% of the commissions the real estate agents will earn. But since then, the agents have really taken over, and now they've negotiated. They're really good salespeople. So they negotiated themselves some of the highest commissions that are available in the industry. So before, where in average an agent would get 50% of the commission, now they're getting right. 70, 80, sometimes 90% of the commission. Therefore, for someone who is a broker, they have to pay for staff advertisement, office space, right. it's no longer a yeah, profitable yeah, business. Right. So, so there are some companies out there, they're still big and they're still doing very well, but they're hurting and their profit margins are less and less and less. So seeing that happen, as a matter of fact, the last company I worked for, they went out of business and uh, they closed its doors. So that was an eye-opening for me. And I said, how can I go yeah, yeah. in and create a business model where my mission is to provide remarkable experience for the buyer and the seller where I can be sustainable and I can also take every revenue and not waste it and put it back into helping the buyer and the seller. And what I realized, the two biggest expenses in a real estate company is the brick and mortar and staff. So I eliminated brick and mortar. And the reason why a lot of companies do not have um, a business that's virtual like mine, and virtual what that really means is that my agents, and including myself, we work from anywhere. So I work from my iPhone, and I work from my iPad, and I work from my MacBook Air, anywhere. Because these companies can't do it because they've been in the business for so long that they cannot adapt, and their software isn't mobile-friendly where they can work from everywhere. You understand? So I have well, now, what is an software. example of one of the two? Uh, 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 Luciana, what what are one of the tools uh, that, that you might employ? Technological tools that uh, one of the, the the brick and mortar firms to help you uh, say showcase to showcase properties. What are you using uh, that the brick and mortar people are not? Well, the very simple thing would be digital signatures, as an example, right? So if I have a client who wants me to sell their home, right? While before you have to meet them in person, and obviously you still have to go and see the property, but after you see the property, you don't have to have them come to the office and sign papers. I have my clients, with a click of a button, sign digitally all the documents that I need in order for me to put the property on the market. And then um, I communicate with my clients sometimes online. You know, we do uh, video conferences all the time. And I actually closed a sports I, – I closed on uh, one sports client that the entire experience right. was over my phone. The entire showings, I did it with my phone, all the showings. My God. Um, never never yeah. met him so, or her, huh? 
I did want only when it was time to give the key. Everything right, else was right. uh-huh. FaceTime. FaceTime. Oh my <laughs> FaceTime <God>. or whatever <laughs> other tools whatever other tools I, I use, because sometimes people from international clients, they may want WhatsApp. Some of them may want Skype, Zoom. So I have all of them depending on the client's needs, and I'll go with whatever the easiest software the client wants to use. You know, I think that's a very important point. You just you just brought up that I'd like to emphasize it in that, in that uh, people say, oh, yes, well, I like the video conference on Skype. Well, you – you and you said earlier, I am here to serve, make it easy for the client to serve them in whatever way is possible. And so you have Zoom, FaceTime, Skype, all mainly because I can then come and say, Luciana, I use Skype. And you say, fine, I got it. And that that difference of you being the one with the variety makes puts puts you on top. Now, what are, what are some of the tech tools you use? Uh, I've heard you say, uh, even as you're, you're Delving into artificial intelligence, um, what are you? What are some of the tools that you might use to help make connections? That is to help unearth clients. Well, it, there's a there's a lot of tools out there, but a couple of things that I have done innovatively. One is utilizing blockchain technology um, as an innovation well, tell us on about also that. providing that? the clients providing the clients with what they need. So, as an example. I use blockchain, and the clients could pay with cryptocurrency if they choose to as they're purchasing a home. So that's one example of how I'm utilizing technology. So the entire sales process could be done online if the client chooses to. Uh, To be quite frank, a lot of clients still don't feel comfortable with that experience. They want to more traditional experience. So right now I have a – I'm selling a 12-unit building on the Upper West Side, and my client really right. prefers to go the traditional route because that's what he's used to. But, but other clients who may right. be more you know, innovative or younger or is up with technology, they would opt to have the entire experience online. So with the click of a button, the entire sales experience happens, and everybody contributes online. So between the blockchain, and the reason why it's on blockchain is just because I want to keep the client's information confidential, and it's just one extra layer of proof that the client actually made the purchase. So I've heard there's a property that uh, I was actually, I'm in the process of selling, and I heard there was a fire at uh, the the building where the files and the deed was uh, saved, and they lost the records of that particular home. So with my deal, that won't happen because everything will be recorded on blockchain, so there will always be a record on the cloud. And in terms of artificial right. intelligence, the, reason, the way I'm using that is to incentivize the real estate brokers because I've been in the industry for a long time, and I've built some of the top producing offices in the industry, and it was hard work. And the way I did it right, was right. by finding – Finding what is the motivation for that specific human being. Because what, what motivates you, Bart, is not what motivates me, and we're all very different. And the way, I was able, the way I was able to get agents to be motivated was basically finding out what really drove them. And now there are softwares and tools that actually, with artificial intelligence, helps the broker or the owner of that business 
identify the motivation for each individual and help them um, become uh, driven to achieve their goals. So that's how I'm utilizing artificial intelligence from um, from a business wow. perspective. But I gotta that's tell really you, Luciana, that is somewhere it, between intriguing and frightening. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. Well, listen, when you're going to I just, I, I tell you, it's, I, it gives me pause, my lady. Let me put it that way. Uh, <laughs> now, real quick, Master Luciana. Yeah? When you're using Amazon right they, and, and also Facebook, they already um, they know exactly what you're looking for anyway. So how is that any different? <laughs> well, I, I suppose so. I suppose. <laughs> anyway, Realty Master uh, Luciana Serafovic will, will return uh, to reveal some surprising trends in both Realty building and buying right after you and I take uh, this brief sorbet from today's Feast of Wisdom as uh, I offer you a few, shall we say, utensils for today's feast. And the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you look at your beautiful body and rejoice in all the acts that you have done with it and, uh, and all you will do in the future? Or will you continue to fill yourself with angst and inadequacy because you don't fit some physique mold that's been invented by someone else? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, I can sense you yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and tape a, a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. So I am thumbing through it with great alacrity here. Here we go. All right. Here we are. This one is number 76. <clears throat> the open office allows workers to communicate, mutually engage, develop team spirit, in fact, do anything except perform productive hard work. To do that, they have to go home. <laughs> so what do you think? Luciana, is uh, the open office, the, the building without walls, is that a, uh, or the office without walls, is that concept popular? Is it truly going to be effective? It's very interesting because I think it really depends what industry you're in. If you have a business that maybe it's a startup and you want collaboration and every person needs right. one another, to be able to grow the business and the vision, I think the open office concept is great. However, when you're in a different business like my business, where every person is an independent contractor and their business is their own business, although their license is held by my broker's license, in that environment, right. I really don't think the open office concept is an effective one. Yeah. And the reason why I say it is because I, I have that. been – I have been in offices where they had separate uh, areas and the agents were forced to go to an open concept uh, uh, area or business model, yeah, yeah. and they all hated it, and they still hate it, and they complain about <laughs> it, and they don't want it. And the reason why is because it's unfortunate, but some brokers, you may be on the phone saying, hey, I'm going to see X, Y, and Z, you know, to, to pitch this listing because I want to go and ask that seller to, to list with me. The other person next to you now may be going to that same listing, and now they may run over there sure. to the listing before you. Because they're, essentially each person is competing with one another. Now, 
to me, it's very it, important it's competitive have... can be cutthroat. Absolutely. Yes. Now, well, that's I thoroughly do... put. Yes. Now, I do create an environment where every person are here to support and help one another. And obviously, I no longer have that problem because everybody works virtually. We meet online. Right. So our office meetings are all via, uh, via video conference. And our sales meetings are via video conference. So we don't have that problem with people competing with one another and stealing each other's business. And I also very much discourage that and never. Well, there is something I got to tell you, there is something, though, to be said for the face to face. But we'll we'll argue that one on another show. (laughs) And my own feeling, uh, it's I I think the uh, it's a marvelous goal to have workers labor and brainstorm together. But just remember, the creative mind flows that is freest and most productive when it sits in a non-distracted atmosphere. If you smirk a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of the 101 or the 102 best business quips, and your jovial chucklings will make your enemies envious, your boss impressed, and your buddies hanging on your every quoted witticism, or so I would have you believe. <laughs> and as a third uh, utensil, We sumptuously spooned to you the answer uh, of last week's business quotation. That is, the name of the individual who said, if you use philosophy education well, you can get into the door of any industry you please. Industries are the blossoms on the tree. Philosophy is the trunk that holds it all together. Now, those uh, enlightening words were spoken by none other than the insightful poet, business essayist, and quite profitable founder of Philosopher Apparel, Chris Yami, uh, better known as Christopher James Gilbert. Congratulations to all you winners, and stick with us because later on in the show, Blurting Your Way, comes another enriching quotations. And if you're among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind and soul-igniting gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. Uh, and top real estate, uh, Marvel Luciana Sarfovic, uh, will is now it will soon outline everything you need to observe in an effective realtor. Uh, right after I make this introduction to you of the company by whose good graces we're here today, and that firm is Prometheus Publishing. And this very day, Prometheus Publishing would like to invite you to take a look at one of its books, which has helped a great many women in their careers, entitled. Behind every successful woman is herself. Now, this gem of a guide embraces the thoughts of leading businesswomen from all over the world, and and it provides techniques and disciplines and and those all-important attitudes for those ladies who want uh, their career and their ventures to soar meteorically. It makes an ideal gift for the graduate who is on her way into the business community. You may pick up your copy at bartsbooks.com bookstore. And uh, carpet diem, my friend, because you are indeed worth it. And now, with utensils in hand, uh, my friend, let's uh, return to our feast of wisdom as real estate master Luciana Sarafova gives us the penthouse peak into this jumbled world. Now, uh, that you, uh, Luciana, you launched Luxan with a with a mission um, to offer the well, really the most prized gems of luxury real estate to lead buyers and investors. And it all sounds lovely and profitable, but I'm a little curious as to how you move 
uh, from selling the low end, which is where they put everyone who starts out, how do you move? How did how does one move into dealing with the high end uh, uh, of of the sophisticated buyers and the very shrewd mm-hmm. uh, contractors in that line? How does one make that move? Well, I think there's two ways. One is if you're born around the high net worth individuals, that's typically a natural right. progression just because you've been around that environment. Uh, but someone like right. me, I was not born in that environment. But what I've done is I've built my brand, and um, I, over the years, worked very hard to be in an environment that is where I wanted to be ultimately. So my the first company I worked for was definitely not high-end. The second company was a wonderful company, but definitely not high-end. And I saw that as a, a barrier to doing the higher-end business. And at that point, I moved to a luxury real estate company for almost four years. And then from that company, oh, I, I went to even yeah, so then you're a part of the environment. You see how they operate. You see how they build their brands. And then um, during that time, I hired a PR company to also create copy oh. and help me build the luxury brands. Because you have ah, to build Ah, very clever. You weren't born. Yes, you weren't born with a brand. So I looked at who did I look up to, who had the brand that I wanted, and how do I create it? So that costs time and money, and it takes years of building that. It did not happen overnight. It costs a lot of money because nothing that is worthwhile is free. But also, I went, to, uh, yes, I went to another company that was, was also very luxurious, and at that point I started getting involved with private, private yachts and private jets and luxury experiences and horses and and that at that point oh, and I okay. had a full understanding, oh, okay, this is luxury and I was a part I, of it. I can and, see you know. loose out of the gaucho. I, I have it all, all envisioned here right in my head. And uh, <laughs> well okay, now I'm gonna give you a little test since since we said this. Uh all right. Ms. Sarah I am a gentleman of means who has just walked into your offices, or rather I should say emailed my way into Luxian's offices, and a quick check uh, by you tells, you tells you that I have an abundance of both prominence and cash, and I announce to you that I need a spacious home in Manhattan where I'll be working, both working and entertaining clients. And I don't want to waste time. I just require the right agent. So, okay, my dear, sell me. Tell us how you would handle me as as this potential client. Absolutely. So Bart, if we're sitting here today <laughs> and we have right. successfully founded the home you're looking for and you believe that I am the best experience you have ever had, describe to me mm-hmm. what was that experience like? Walk me through that experience. That would be the first question I ask. Does that make sense? I see. Okay. And I would then answer and so forth. And I'd tell you all about it. And I'd say, well, I wanted somebody. She was very personable. She took an interest in all parts of me. And she realized she was interested in my business and the clients. And I really felt that she had an understanding. So let's say that's my answer. Okay, go ahead. Great. So then at that point, um, I would ask more questions about, okay, what is it that you're looking for ideally? 
what lifestyle is important to you, what areas do you want to be. And then there's a ton of questions that I would ask at that point to really have a great understanding of the client's needs and listen carefully, write a lot of notes and listen and listen and listen and deliver on what they're looking for, but also exceed the expectations because sometimes the person may want something they don't even realize they want it. And very often clients, they want one thing, but they don't really know what they want. So it's just really guiding them through that process. There are clients that know exactly what they want and it's easy, but some of them, they sometimes seek the experience of someone like me to help them through that process and making a decision on what's best for them. Oh my gosh! Well, there's a saying: all buyers are liars in real estate. I know that they, <laughs> they don't. They they think they know what they want, but they don't. Uh, I we're running a little short, but I did want to get uh, into one aspect of of your life that we uh, have not covered, and that's you have written a book entitled "Handle It: Get It Together and Finally Have It All." And much of it sort of embraces the own Horatio Alger story of your, your personal life. But just as a, a, a little teaser, give us one aspect of that book that uh, might be interesting to the folks and, and uh, that might be of value to someone reading it. Absolutely. So the book essentially is a classic immigrant story because we've heard those stories from our grandparents. But most of us have not heard those stories from a millennial and someone who is fairly young. So I wanted to educate the new generation that it is also possible for them to have a successful life and career. So the book is 12 life lessons that I have experienced. And I took those life lessons into learning lessons to be able to conquer and succeed in business. Excellent. Lucianne, one other question before I let you go, and that is, if I am looking for an investment property or I am looking for a um, a high-end apartment uh, or a house uh, in a major city, how can I get in touch with you to have you handle all my needs? Well, my phone number is 917-567-8767. And that's 917-567-8767. And my website is theluxian.com. And that's T-H-E-L-U-X-I-A-N.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and from all of your listeners to provide them the support they need. And if you are also looking for – I'm sorry, if if you are also – Looking for Luciana, you you might even find her at the World Beauty uh, Fitness and Fashion Competition. Well, just <laughs> like, I thought I should just stick that in there. <laughs> Luciana, thank you so much for coming on. It's it's been a lot of fun, and I have learned an awful lot, uh, both about both business and real estate, and so much. And and I thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, Luciani Serifovic here at Bart. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Okay. So as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. That is, who was it who said, youth ages, immaturity is outgrown, ignorance may be educated, drunkenness can be sobered, ah, but stupid lasts forever. (laughs) (laughs) And as a hint, this wit-laden playwright wrote the play Lysistrata, in which women actually talked men out of making war. 
a work of fiction, alas. Uh, and remember, if you know the author of this quote, just send that author's name uh, as you believe it to be uh, to info at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely uh, life-changing gift from the Dungeons of Bart's Books bookstore. And be sure to tune in to The Art of the CEO next week when international wine connoisseur Gary Pavlis tells what makes the world's finest wines, what are the best-selling vintages, how they're made, and how to tour not only in your own state, but Europe's finest haunts in search of the exquisite grape. Should be fun. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, America is the only nation where you can become a hedge fund manager, a psychologist, a financial manager, or, or a priest by simply hanging out a shingle. But to become a beautician, you've got to pass an exam and buy a license. After all, we have our priorities. <laughs> and to you, gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed the art of the CEO as much as uh, Luciana and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember, you may download this on all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege, and I thank you.